Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from the New York Jets locker room, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. I'm not Jenna. I'm the Sherpa. But let me welcome my co-host Jenna to the mic. Jenna, how are you this evening? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. What was so funny about my asking you what's fine? <laughs> Never mind. Jets locker room. <laughs> okay. So. We've got a busy show um, tonight, Jenna. Why don't you set us up and let everyone know what's going to be happening tonight? All right. Well, tonight we're going to take a look at each game coming up this weekend and let you know who to start, who to sit, who to think about. And uh, we'll be here for an hour till 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can also get a hold of us throughout the show at the 4th and Inches Twitter, which is the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the same handle for the email address, which is the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can come chat with us in the 4th and Inches Show chat room that we have open on our Blog Talk Radio page. You can find the link to that uh, by going to our Blog Talk Radio page, which is blogtalkradio.com backslash the number four THN inches show, or you can find a link to it on our Twitter account as well. And if you miss us throughout the week when we're not on the air, you can go over to fantasyfootballsherpa.com where the Sherpa has all kinds of awesome rankings and tools for your fantasy football team. Uh, There's a blog there that I blog on. Sometimes we'll argue via blog post. And uh, a new thing that the Sherpa is doing is writing for the Huffington Post, so you can check them out there as well. Uh, yeah, those are those are some pretty tongue-in-cheek <laughs> things that don't have much to do with fantasy football, but they are just kind of random musings on football. So hopefully our listeners would enjoy that too. So, so what else are we going to be doing tonight? Um, let's start off by taking a look at the key injuries that are going to affect your fantasy football teams this week. Uh, unfortunately, week one seemed to have taken down a, a number of high-profile players. Um, first off, Matt Stafford separated his shoulder. He's going to be out, it looks like, at least two weeks. Um, Kevin Cobb got concussed. He's going to be out at least this week, and who knows how many more. So you're going to be looking to Michael Vick in Philadelphia, obviously, this week. Uh, Matt Moore in Carolina also is a concussion, but it looks like he's going to play this week. Ryan Grant, the Green Bay running back superstar, tore a ligament in his ankle. He's having surgery, and he's done for the season, which is a huge loss. And Cleveland's Jake DeLome's got an ankle injury. He's day-to-day. You're going to have to check back right on game day to see if he starts or not. And in Arizona, early Doucette, they're Number three wide receiver, looks like he may have a sports hernia, and he's potentially looking at surgery. So uh, definitely I don't think most people are starting him to begin with, but now absolutely stay away. It looks like Stephen Williams could move up to the number three receiver spot. So there you have it. (laughs) Great. And just, of course, keep in mind that with Derek Anderson as the quarterback, it's questionable whether you even want to start Larry Fitzgerald, much less early Doucette or Steve Williams, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, you do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Don't sound so enthusiastic. This is this is supposed to be fun, and you're not the one with the sports hernia. 
No, I'm not, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> I guess not. So, so anyway, shall we dive into the game analyses? Yeah, let's, uh, let's look at our first game. Okay, so we're going to do the same thing we did last week. Jana's going to take a look at all the visiting teams, and I'm going to take a look at all the home teams, and if we have any rude comments to make on each other's uh, selections or any questions for each other, I mean, we'll do I that. I don't even know what you would possibly be talking about. <laughs> Neither do I, but it just sounded good when that I wrote it. Happens. So <laughs> That never happens. We always agree on everything. So, But anyway, if you have any questions, again, just hit us up. Um, via the, the a tweet or, or phone us or get us in the chat room. You chat can email room. us. <laughs> chat room is best. Okay. Do come to the chat room, so say us uh, Jana. So anyway, why don't we dive right into our first game this weekend and that would be the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. What what is your take on the game and how do you analyze Baltimore, Janet? Um eight. I'm hoping this is a better game than Cincinnati played last week and that this is going to end up being closer. Um, but if Cincinnati plays the way they did last week, Baltimore's going to win this by a landslide. Um, I I think there's a lot of fantasy potential out of the Ravens team this week. I would start Joe Flacco. I'd start Anquan Bolden, Derek Mason, and maybe even TJ Hushmanzada, depending on how deep your league is and who else you've got on your team. Obviously, you're always going to start Ray Rice. I don't think that's even a question. Um, the tight end, Todd Heap, has some kind of small shoulder injury, and he may or may not play. It's questionable, so you may want to start at your own risk there. But I, if he does play, I would start him. He had a pretty decent game last week. I would say yes to starting the defense, but I would say no to starting Billy Cudniff, the kicker, and that's not just because I'm a bitter Dallas fan. <laughs> No, of course not. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't. So, I'll, I'll, um, I think this game is actually going to be a better game than you think. I think Baltimore is going to win by about a touchdown, but I, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I think Baltimore's defense is ultimately going to make the difference. But for Cincinnati, I'm going to start at the tight end Jermaine Gresham. I was really impressed by him last week, and I'm also going to start their defense. Um, quarterback Carson Palmer, I'm not going to start him just because I think that Baltimore's defense is that good. I'm not going to start Terrell Owens, and I'm not going to start Mike Nugent. Um, Cedric Benson, maybe, depends what other options I have. Chad Ochocinco, maybe, again, depends on what other options I have. And if I'm in a really deep league, I might even consider Jordan Shipley, who surprised me by the number of targets he got last week. But I think that's likely to be indicative of what's going to happen with him this season. I think uh, Palmer likes him a lot. So any thoughts on um, Cincinnati? Uh, I agree. I like Jordan Shipley a lot. Um, I would probably start Carson Palmer. Uh, so I disagree with you there, and I would think about starting Ochocinco. Probably not T.O., though. All right. And Benson, you would you start him or no? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, no, the Baltimore I... defense is scary, but I, I think Cedric Benson can overcome it and give you some fantasy value. All right. So we have our first disagreement, of which I'm sure there will only be a couple this evening, yes. But, so that's our take on that game. If you agree or disagree, hit us up on the chat room. 
tweet us, do whatever you need to do to, to uh, make your opinion heard. So moving on to Chicago at Dallas, what do you think on this one? Well, obviously, I'm hoping Dallas crushes the Bears. I'm just forget, it forget your fandom for a second, and what do you think is, is objectively, still, what do you think is going to happen I if that's possible? I still think Dallas wins this I, by 10 points, maybe 14. Right. Um, I think you absolutely need to start Jay Cutler in this game, though. I mean, he threw for 372 yards last week. You can't ignore that. Um, I also like Devin Aroma Shadu, which I can never say. <laughs> Does he have some kind um, of injury, or am I imagining that? He's got, he's got a knee injury, but he is—he's had limited practice, but he's still practicing, so it still looks like he's going to play this week. Okay. I, I he's he's Cutler's favorite target. Um, I would if you're in a really deep league and you're looking for a flex player, maybe look at Johnny Knox, their wide receiver, but you would have to be pretty desperate to do that. Um, I would not start Devin Hester. I would start Matt Forte, uh, although he also has a lingering knee injury, and maybe take a flyer on running back Chester Taylor just because Forte's got this knee issue. Um, and Greg Olson I'm kind of up in the air about. I think there are, you know, there might be 12 tight ends who are better than him right now, but he could sneak in. So if you're in a 12-team league, it's up to you. It depends who else you have. Um, I would say yes to the kicker and no to the defense because I'm hoping Dallas scores a lot. But that's not good to begin with. <laughs> All right, I'm going to. I agree with you that Dallas will win this game. I think it'll be a little bit closer than you do. I could see Dallas winning maybe 27-20 or something like that. But that's my take on the game. As for who to start for Dallas, I actually like Tony Romo quite a bit in this game. I am. <laughs> I am also. I, I, I don't like Tony Romo, period. <laughs> well, we disagree on that, but and this is coming from a Giants fan. But I also like both Miles Austin and Des Bryant a lot in this game. I like tight end Jason Witten a lot. I like the defense for the Cowboys, and I also like kicker David Bueller in this game. I would definitely stay away from Tashard Choice and Roy Williams, and. I'd say only in a deeper league if you're um, if you have Felix Jones and Marion Barber. I think the Chicago defense, especially against the run, is better than people thought it was going to be. So I'd be looking for other options at running back next this coming week. So any thoughts on that? I would start Barber and Felix Jones. All right. That's so you're more optimistic <laughs> about pretty much the so. end of that. <laughs> You're more you're more optimistic about the running backs and less optimistic about Tony Romo than I am, and it sounds like we agree on most of the rest. Yeah, yeah. I can agree on never starting Roy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you mark my words. He's going to have at least one game this year where you'll wish he did start him. But, yeah, but the Cowboys are... pay him way too much money to only have one good game. <laughs> Agreed, but... Yeah, that, that's that's true, but I don't see him getting into the starting lineup. I, I don't see him, you know, overtaking Des Bryant at this point unless unless either uh, Bryant or Austin is injured. I, I just 
well, anyway, enough about Roy Williams already. We're spending all this time on somebody who's not even really relevant <laughs> fantasy at this point, so let's move on. Let's move on to another NFC East team. <laughs> Game number three this week is Philadelphia at Detroit. So how do you think this game's going to turn out, and what's your analysis of Philadelphia? Uh, I think Philadelphia wins it. I don't, I, I don't see any way that Detroit would, personally. I don't think they're good enough. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in this game because of the Michael Vick effect. <laughs> Kevin Cobb's not going to play, so Vick's going to get all the snaps this week. And, I mean, it's going to turn into one of those, you know, every year Philadelphia calling for a new quarterback. Um, Michael Vick, I think, will be adequate. I think you can start him. I think you start Sean Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, uh, especially because last week Jeremy Macklin actually caught Michael Vick's one touchdown. So they seem to have some kind of rapport, and that's good enough for me. I'm also going to start LaShawn McCoy, even though he did not have a great game last week. And I think you absolutely start the tight end, Brent Selleck. Yes to the kicker. I'd start their defense, too. I don't think Detroit's going to score a lot. Um, I think Philadelphia does win this, but I don't think it's a blowout. I I think this game isn't going to be that close. I could see Philadelphia winning by, say, 13, 14 points. I agree with well, you on your the fact that, that the Eagles have already lost at least four players on both sides of the line for the season, for blown knees and uh, arms and all kinds of stuff. So they're they're playing with several men down. So I think you need to take that into – I mean, sure, it's only the, the Lions, but still, they're playing hurt. But it's not even just the Lions. It's the Lions with Sean Hill quarterbacking them instead of – Matthew Stafford, who we all know I'm much higher on than you are, but so this is going to about it only being short. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because the two biggest names to go down quarterback-wise in Week One were Matthew Stafford and Kevin Cobb, and their two teams are facing each other. So I think I the fact fitting. that they're both stop it starting backup quarterbacks that'll offset to some degree this weekend, and I just think even with the injuries that Philadelphia is a more talented team by quite a lot than Detroit is. So as far as Detroit goes, I think the only guys you really want to start there are Calvin Johnson and tight end Tony Scheffler. I would say definitely do not start quarterback Sean Hill if you can help it. Do not start Nate Burleson. Do not start the defense and stay away from kicker Jason Hansen as well. And Javid Best, eh, I'm on the fence about him. I'd say only in a start deeper him. league. Start him. Start him. <laughs> no, you're, I love you him. Obvi- <laughs> you would? I love Javid Best. I, I have him on teams, and I plan to start him every week. He didn't show that much to me against the Bears. I mean, you know, 13 carries for 20 yards or whatever that was, and that's that's not that impressive to me. I know he scored a couple times, but uh, I wasn't overly impressed. That's okay, because I like him, and he's on my team, and I'm going to beat you with him. <laughs> All right, there you have it, the, the official word. So, anything else to say about this game or move on? Nope. No, I think I've, I've made my Javi best piece. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> 
So check back, and we'll, we'll see who is right about Javi Best. Arizona at Atlanta, the fourth game this weekend. What do you see happening here? Um, I I see Atlanta winning by a lot. <laughs> I Arizona is not a pretty sight right now. Although I do love I love Steve Preston. I have to I have to say that, and I think you obviously always start Larry Fitzgerald. I would only ever start Derek Anderson if you're in a two quarterback league and you really don't have any other better options. While I did say he was better than Matt Leinart, and I was proven right, he's still not a good option for a fantasy quarterback. No, um, definitely not. Uh, Tim Hightower, he had two fumbles last week. That makes me a little nervous. I think whether or not you start him depends on what your own personal lineup looks like and what other running backs you have available to you. Um, Beanie Wells is looking to play this week. Uh, he's had that knee injury he missed last week, but I would probably, I, if it were me, I'd start Beanie Wells over Tim Hightower just because of those fumbles. Uh, I would say no to their tight ends, yes to the kicker, Jay Feely, and probably not for the Arizona defense. I, I agree with you for the most part. I, I'm just. You sound so think, mean when you say that. <laughs> no, no, it's just that with Beanie Wells, I think I thought I saw him listed as, as still questionable somewhere for the game this weekend, and if that's the case, I'll take Tim Hightower and his fumbles over over Beanie Wells. I, I think the, yeah, the fumbling is easier to cure than the the health issues, but we'll see. And I agree with you. Atlanta should win this game pretty easily. They obviously uh, didn't play well against the Steelers last weekend, but I attribute that more to the Steelers' defense than I do to their offensive ineptness, and I think Arizona's defense isn't going to pose too much of a problem for them. So I would see Atlanta winning this game by a couple of touchdowns. I think you've got to start Matt Ryan, definitely start Michael Turner, start Roddy White, start Tony Gonzalez, start the defense, and... I would not start kicker Matt Bryan only because I don't like to start kickers unless I think they can get you at least eight points for the week. And I just think that Atlanta is not going to be stopped that often and have to kick field goals. I think they're just going to be marching down the field and scoring touchdowns. So I would not start Matt Bryan. All right. Uh, I may disagree with you on Matt Bryant, but I'm also the person who drafts backup kickers. So... Take that with grains of salt. <laughs> Many grains of salt. <laughs> so, let's move on Otherwise, to the... I, I agree. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next game, which promises to be the, the most interesting game of the weekend, tongue planted firmly in cheek, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cleveland Browns. Are you even going to watch this game or no? Or would you I, watch this I will... game? I, I might watch part of it. But I'm obviously not going to sit down and watch the whole thing. It just—it's not fair to my brain to do that. Um, I don't think there's a lot of fantasy value to be had on either of these teams or at any point during this game. I would only start Matt Castle if you're in a two-quarterback league, and even then, if you've any any kind of better option, like anybody breathing, maybe start him before Matt Castle. Would you start um, him before Derek Anderson? Yeah. No, 
I would start Derek Anderson before him. Oh, I disagree. Derek Anderson has Continue. better receivers, Brad. I'm sorry. I I have Matt Castle on the team. He's my third quarterback. He's never going to get started, but I I do have him. Um, I would look at maybe starting Dwayne Bow at receiver. Otherwise, that's the only receiver I'm looking at. Obviously, yes, start Jamal Charles, the running back. Um, and maybe if you're in a really deep league, maybe Thomas Jones is worth a look. Jamal Charles struggled a little bit last week. I would not start the tight end. Um, I know he had a big game last week, but he's a rookie. He, I, I would want to wait and see how this week goes for him. I maybe start the kicker, just because I think that's the only way anybody's scoring points. <laughs> um, and if you only have the Kansas City defense that you're looking at starting, I think you have some bigger issues. Uh, so unless you absolutely have to, please don't start their defense. What do you think of wide receivers Chris Chambers and Dexter McCluster? Uh, I don't think they're worth putting in your lineup this week. I just I don't think there's enough fantasy value there. There's so many other guys that you could pick up even on the waiver wire that might help you more. Uh, we'll see. I I'm guessing that Dexter McCluster is going to become pretty a pretty big deal in the next few weeks. But you're you're right. It might be a little premature on him if you know, if you have. I mean, obviously Matt Castle's going to throw the ball more than he did last week, but. Whether guys catch it, who he throws to, it's all kind of up in the air. And I, I don't feel confident enough about any anybody short of Dwayne Bow, maybe. All right. I was <laughs> kind of surprised they only gained about half as many yards as San Diego last week. Obviously, the game was played in the rain and all, but yeah they they didn't really impress me. I like the team, but they didn't do much to impress me from a fantasy standpoint. Cleveland did even less to impress me from a fantasy standpoint against Tampa Bay last week. I actually picked them to win, and they didn't, so they're on my bad list. Yep. But I'm actually going to go out and pick them again this week. I think they're going to win a really close game with the final score, something on the order of 21-20. And I'm going to um, give you... That many points will get scored? Yes, yes. I don't, I'm not saying either offense is that great. It's more an indictment of how bad I think both the defenses are, but we'll see. And I'm going to give you a two-pronged recommendation here as far as the Cleveland team goes. If they start Jake DeLome, I'm down on most of their starters then. If they start Seneca Wallace, I'm a lot more optimistic about their fantasy prospects. So if Jake DeLome is the starter, absolutely do not start him under... I think short of Jake DeLome losing an arm, he's probably starting this game. We'll see. But if if for some reason Seneca Wallace should start the game, I would I would definitely consider him as a, a second or a third quarterback if I needed one. Well, I guess you only need two quarterbacks at most. But if you don't like the matchup that you had this weekend, I like the – Seneca Wallace quite a bit if he ends up playing against Kansas City's defense. Running backs, Jerome Harrison, Peyton Hillis, I'd start both of them. Uh, Muhammad Masakoy, I, I think he's worth starting. And tight ends, Evan Moore and Ben Watson, I'd, I'd start either one of those against Kansas City's defense. And I'd also start Cleveland's defense against Kansas City's offense. 
I don't start Jake DeLome. If he's starting wide receivers, Josh Cripps and Chancey Stuckey, I don't start either of them, and I don't start the kicker, Phil Dawson. Right. Comments? Fair enough. I just I so. think DeLome's starting this week, as much as it pains me to say. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think Wallace could give him a nice shot in the arm, and I, I was just about to say put him in your lineup if he gets in in the game, if he replaces DeLome during the middle of the game, but unless you're playing one of those uh, fantasy games where they let you make in-game substitutions, that doesn't really help you much, so... All right, let's move on to game number six on the schedule this weekend, and that would be the Buffalo Bills at the Green Bay Packers. So what's your take on this game? How much are the Packers going to miss Ryan Grant this week? Uh, Against the Bills, uh, not as much as they would against any other team. The Bills are in the running for the biggest hot mess of the league award. They were awful last week. And I'm sorry, Bills fans, but even you guys know they were that bad. I mean, people were watching that game just to see how bad Trent Edwards would implode. So I, I'm i inclined to think that there's very, very little fantasy value here. Don't ever start Trent Edwards. There's no circumstance where that is going to be okay to do. I would not start any of the wide receivers, but if I had to, had to, had to pick one, it'd be Lee Evans. I'd only start C.J. Spiller if... You have to, and you've got a couple other good running backs. No tight ends, no kicker, no defense. Not really excited about the Bills. (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't be excited about them against, certainly not against Green Bay's defense, not many other defenses either. I'm a little more optimistic about Spiller than you are, but we'll see there. And I wouldn't be too surprised. Against Green Bay, I'm not feeling very optimistic about him. Nah, I, I okay, I, I, I agree. I, what do you think? How much of a gap is there going to be in this game? Final score? What do you think? Uh, it could be as much as 30 points. Yeah, I, I, I picked 28. I think it's going to be 38, 10, or something on that order. But sounds like we agree that it should be a blowout. So. From the Green Bay perspective, I'm almost exactly the opposite of what you thought of Buffalo. You said don't start anybody. (laughs) You said don't start anybody for Buffalo, and I'm going to tell you, start everybody in the kitchen sink from Green Bay this Mm -hmm. week. You start Aaron Rodgers, Brandon Jackson, you're not even going to notice that Ryan Grant is gone this week. You start Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. You start Jamarcle Finley. You start the defense. You start Mason Crosby. And if you have a league where you you have a fantasy coach, I think you start Mike McCarthy, too. Fantasy coach. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, and, yeah, I wouldn't start the third or fourth wide receivers or the backup tight end, but that's that's about it. I, I just think this game is is probably going to be the most one-sided game this weekend. I mean, you sound like you want to start the water guy, too. Maybe I would. I would. If it, if it came down to C.J. Spiller and the water guy, that would be a hard call, but I think I'd go with C.J. Spiller there. That's why we're here, to help people with those kinds of tough decisions. <laughs> right. So if you need to know whether to start the water guy or the, the coach, you know where to turn then. So moving right along, we've got Pittsburgh at Tennessee, and this could be a very interesting game, maybe not so much from an offensive standpoint, but how many points do you think the winner scores in this game, and who do you think will win? Um, I I can't really see anybody scoring more than 28 points, and that might be a long shot. I think 
that Pittsburgh's going to just edge out Tennessee. I think this is going to be a really good game to watch. I'm excited about it. Um, but I, I happen to like Dennis Dixon a lot more than most people, which may be why I'm so stoked on this. But I would start Dixon in a two-quarterback league. Obviously, if you're only starting one quarterback, it should not be him. Uh, yes, behinds Ward. I might think about starting wide receiver Mike Wallace in a deep league. He had five, five balls thrown his way last week. So he and Dixon seem to work well, and hopefully they can keep building on that. Uh, I'd say yes to Rashid Mendenhall. Maybe to tight end Heath Miller. I wasn't super impressed with him last week. Uh, definitely yes on the defense, yes on the kicker. Even though I know Jeff Reed is a knucklehead, and I know he missed two out of his five chances last week, but they were from 40 and 55 yards, so you have to take that into account. So I, I'd still start him this week. I tend to think the game's going to be even lower scoring than you do. I could see the winner scoring 17 points in this game, but I think the winner is actually going to be Tennessee, so... We'll see whether that comes to pass or not. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here. You're, everyone going to get hate mail and people telling me I'm crazy, but I'm thinking that if you have better options or options you're more comfortable this with this weekend, you do not start Chris Johnson. Interesting. I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but it's an interesting idea. I think yeah, I, I just is not favorable to him, although a lot of people would argue he's good enough that he can overcome that. But how many people realistically overcome the Steelers' defense? Not well, Michael Turner certainly tried and failed miserably last week, and they didn't you – know, Atlanta didn't get much done of anything offensively against the Steelers last week. I wouldn't start Johnson or, or Javon Ringer, obviously. The only guys on – on Tennessee that I'm interested in this week are the tight end, Bo Scaife. I think you start him. And I'd also start their defense just because I think it's going to be such a low-scoring game. But I don't start Chris Johnson or Javon Ringer. I'm not starting any of the wide receivers, Nate Washington, Justin Gage, Kenny Britt. No, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. And I'm not going to start their kicker, Rob Baronis, because I don't think there are going to be many field goals kicked in this game. And I'm on the fence about Vince Young, again, if I'm that low on their offense to begin with, there's really not much of a reason to start him. I'm only starting him if I'm desperate for a second quarterback in two quarterback leagues. But if so, what do you think? League, if you're in a two quarterback league, I would start Vince Young. Uh, I'd also think about maybe starting one or two of the wide receivers, just because I think that the Steelers are going to be able to stuff the run game so much that they're going to have to go to the air. I also would start Rob Baronis, the kicker, uh, just because I think that there are going to be a lot of points scored by kickers. But he may not score you eight fantasy points, which means he doesn't enter into the Sherpa world of kicking. So That's right. He's, he's not in my universe. Normal people start Baronis. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think... I think eight points is a reasonable uh, line in the sand to draw as far as whether you think the guy is going to score. I mean, four or five extra points doesn't really help you much, whereas... Right, uh, but how many people have more than one kicker on their roster, aside from me? Not a lot. Besides you, you none. And my point the guy you have. You go with Rob Baronis. <laughs> no, my point would be that I would, even if it's Rob Baronis and I don't like that matchup, I drop him and pick up a kicker that I think has a better matchup this weekend. I, 
I don't feel any need to hold on to a kicker until their bye week. And that's why I always take them in the last round, too. To me, they're just, I, I don't care if you're talking about um, David Bueller or or Rob Baronis, you know, whether you're talking about the best kicker or the worst kicker in the league, I just, to me, if you pick one up, drop one based on matchups, and I feel no allegiance or loyalty whatsoever to a kicker. I do. I stay with the same two all season. I draft them in the original draft, and those are the two I stay with. We are totally so, different. <laughs> yep, yep, totally different approaches. So, And <laughs> let's move on then to the Tampa Bay at Carolina game. What do you think of this one? Is this something you would watch, and who do you think is going to win and by how much? Well, I don't think it's a fair question to ask if I'm going to watch, because I'll watch anybody play football. Um I'm not going to watch this whole game, that's for sure, because I'm not really excited about pretty much anybody in it. But uh, I I would like to see Tampa Bay win this by a very narrow margin. Realistically, I don't know if that will happen. <laughs> um, but it will be interesting to see how Matt Moore shows up for Carolina. But... For Tampa Bay, I I think you would have to be in a pretty tough spot in a two-quarterback league to start Josh Freeman, but I don't think it's a terrible idea. Um, I would maybe look at starting the rookie wide receiver, Mike Williams. Yes, start Cadillac Williams, even though he was less than impressive last week. Yes, to tight end Kellen Winslow. No to the kicker, no to the defense. It, there's not a lot to get excited about here. No, there isn't, and not too much from the Carolina side either, although I think there is a little more to get excited about. I think Carolina wins this game by a couple of touchdowns. I'm thinking maybe 24-10 to 10 or something like that. I would start both D'Angelo Williams, and even though Jonathan Stewart had a bad game last week, I think you start him this week considering that it's Tampa's defense. You start Steve Smith at wide receiver, and you start the Carolina defense. I'm not going to start the Carolina quarterback. doesn't matter to me whether that's Matt Moore or uh, Jimmy Clausen. I'm not starting Dwayne Jarrett, and I'm not starting the kicker, John Casey. The one guy that's kind of interesting to me is the wide receiver, Brandon LaFell. He's somebody that I'm not sure is on a lot of people's radar screens yet, but and he only had, I think, one catch last week, but he had a bunch of targets, and I think that... Mm-hmm depending on how their quarterback situation settles down there and whether Dwayne Jarrett gets his act together, I think LaFell might actually be a reasonable fantasy option down the road. So we'll see. But, again, outside... I agree on LaFell. Pardon? I agree with you. Okay. (laughs) All right. No, so we don't have to stage any false arguments or anything on this one. So let's move on then to the Miami Dolphins at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I I'm I'm very excited about this game. I think it's going to be a, a well matched, hopefully well played game. Mostly because I like Miami a lot more than a lot of people do. But I would. They barely showed up against game. Buffalo. That's okay. I still believe. <laughs> right. I would start. I would start Chad Henney in a two quarterback league. I would start Brandon Marshall. I might think about starting Devon Bess, a wide receiver. He had six catches last week. I would look to see him get just as many, if not a couple more, this week. Um, maybe to Ronnie Brown, maybe to Ricky Williams. 
I'm just not crazy about them against the Minnesota defense. Um, no to Anthony Fasano tight end, no to the defense, yes to the kicker. I'm not nearly I as... I sense an argument coming. <laughs> no, not an argument, just a disagreement. I, I don't... I was totally unimpressed by Miami last week. I didn't think they would play well against Buffalo. I actually thought they'd lose that game. I picked them to lose, and they proved me wrong. But I, I don't see them winning this game this week. I think Brett Favre will... I don't think they'll win it, but I think they can hang in the whole way. I believe yeah. in Miami. You hear me, Chad, honey? I believe in you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing Minnesota wins this game by at least 10 points, but we'll see. I think Brett Favre will be a lot better this week than he was against the Saints, so I think you start him. Adrian Peterson, no-brainer start there. Uh, Percy Harvin is probable with his hip, but I start him, and I think I'm even willing to give Bernard Berry in a pass on that miserable performance last week. So if you're in a deeper league, I'd start him as well. Uh, Vasante Shanko, I start him at tight end, and I'll start the Vikings defense. I'm not going to start Toby Gerhardt. I, he didn't even play last week. Even if he plays this week, I'm not starting him, even in the deepest of leagues. And I'm not starting Ryan Longwell because I don't think he crosses my eight-point threshold for kickers. And an interesting guy who should be on your radar screen if he isn't already is wide receiver Greg Camarillo. I, he came in and had one catch for, I think, 27, 29 yards against the Saints, but I think he's somebody that could definitely get more involved in the Minnesota offense, depending on whether they make any trades or bring anybody in or not. And speaking of that, I saw something, courtesy of the football guys, guys, where they were saying that the San Diego drive time sports guy Supposedly, I, I sound like I'm repeating three rumors, you know, but anyway, <laughs> supposedly the Vikings were going to make an offer for Vincent Jackson contingent upon the commissioner reducing his suspension then. And, well, uh, quite frankly, we I think we all know, if that doesn't happen, that Jerry Jones will, because he loves to sign problem players. <laughs> I can't see him doing that. Not not with Roy Williams there already, and not with Des Bryant, and nah, I I can't see that happening at all. But you know the Cowboys better than I do. Roy Williams for Vincent Jackson, no doubt in my mind. Well, we'll see. Anyway, I, for your sake, I hope that uh, you're wrong <laughs> because I think they've got two really good wide receivers already, and they don't really need him. But. Uh, so, anyway, any further comments on Minnesota and Miami, or shall we move on there? Let's move on to a, another, shall I say, thriller of a game. <laughs> okay, so this this one is the St. Louis, the St. Louis Rams uh, playing at Oakland this week, and it's not registering very high on the Janometer. So. What do you? What's your take on the game? Who's going to win? And what do you think St. Louis's fantasy prospects are this weekend? Um, I think St. Louis is better than they were last year, which really doesn't say much. Um, I I liked some bits of what I saw from them last week. I I don't think this is a high scoring affair, and quite frankly, I think either team could win this. I have no strong feeling either way. But for St. Louis, fantasy-wise, I think he starts Sam Bradford only in a two-quarterback league. 
I would absolutely start Mark Clayton at wide receiver. Obviously, everyone starts Steven Jackson at running back. No tight ends, no kickers, no defense. So there's some fantasy value here. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with you on Mark Clayton only because... Um, well, I believe in Mark Clayton, okay? <laughs> I, I know you do, but I'm just thinking <laughs> of... Uh, Asamoah, the, the Oakland cornerback, I think he's quite good, and I, I could, I, I'm just not sold on Mark Clayton. I think that might be the best. Last week might be the best game he has all season, and I, I know he and Sam Bradford are buddies and worked out together even before the trade. But I, eh, I'm, I'm from Missouri. Show me, as they would say in St. Louis. Uh-huh. So. So I, I'm not convinced on him yet. I think I agree with you. Either team could win this game. I think Oakland does, though, maybe 27-24. I give Jason Campbell a pass on that game against Tennessee last weekend. I think Tennessee. I think you need to understand that Jason Campbell is just not good. You need to come to terms with that at some point in the near future. The guy threw for 3,600 yards last year. He's improved every year in his four years in the league. I, he may not be – you might not like him as a personal guy but you know, or as a quarterback for your team, but I think there's definitely more fantasy value there than there is with someone like Derek Anderson or some of the other yeah, people that, that we've been talking this week. So, but I don't and think I would, he's going to be a stud quarterback. I don't want you to get those grand illusions. <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to throw for 4,000 yards, but 3,500 to 4,000 I think is definitely doable for him. I think for him it's not so much about his ability level, just like it was in Washington last year. I think it's more a question of whether that offensive line will hold up and give him the time he needs to throw. If he gets that, I think he's definitely a, a, a QB2. I, I think he's definitely worth starting in a two-quarterback league then. So I'm going to start him this week. So, so Well, I think uh, we'll have to against the Rams. Yeah, against the Rams I start him. I know Michael Bush is, is probable with his thumb now. He missed last week. I would start him. I'd also start Darren McFadden. I start wide receiver Lewis Murphy. Tight end Zach Miller. Also start him. And I'm also starting Sebastian Yanikowski, the kicker. I'm staying away from uh, Darius Hayward Bay. Still don't believe in him. And just because I, I really have no faith in Oakland's defense as a whole, even though I think their cornerback is quite good. I don't start them either, so that's my take on this game. All in all, I think it could be a fairly interesting game to watch just because I think the teams are fairly evenly matched, but that doesn't mean it's going to be one of the better games of the day. I certainly wouldn't be carving time out of my schedule or making it a priority to watch this. Yeah. Well, let's look at our uh, next game. we got to keep rolling here. <laughs> yep, Seattle at Denver. So, do you think Denver? I, I think Denver wins this game. Um, do you think Seattle I, was a fluke last week? I don't think Seattle's good. I'm sorry, I just don't. Um, but having said that, I think you can start Matt Hasselbeck in a two quarterback league. I feel like a broken record saying that for the last like five teams, but it is what it is. Um, Wide receiver Mike Williams is questionable with the thigh injury, but if he does play, I would start him. I don't love any of their running backs, personally. I'd stay away from them all, but if you had to pick one, it should be Justin Forsett. I would say yes, absolutely, to tight end John Carlson. Don't start the kicker. Don't start their defense. I'm not excited about how Seattle's going to play this year. But I do like Denver. 
Hmm. That's interesting because Seattle looked like world beaters last week against the 49ers and Denver definitely laid an egg against Jacksonville. But I happen to agree with you. I think Denver's going to win this game and win it pretty easily. I I foresee at least a 10-point victory for Denver. I think you start Kyle Orton. No Sean Moreno, if he's healthy enough, you definitely start him. Eddie Royal, questionable with a thigh injury. If he's healthy enough to play, you start him. You start the Denver defense, and you start kicker um, Matt Prater. I don't start any of the backup running backs. I don't start Buck Halter, and I, I know Lawrence Maroney's there now, but you know, to me, it, it seems like Josh McDaniel might be getting into this whole Bill Belichick thing about having running back by committee, and I, I think Moreno's too good for that, and he'll ultimately prove to be the, the best of the running backs by far, but I think you avoid the backups there. And Brandon Lloyd also not... I think long-term, I think Lawrence Maroney will will have some fantasy value there. I don't think he will this week, though, no. Could be. I, I just don't see him overtaking Sean Moreno, but maybe he gets enough... Um, maybe he gets enough carries that he's... You know, valuable like Lamont Jordan was a couple years back with New England, but we'll see. Brandon Lloyd, I'm not sold on his performance last week. I actually think Jabbar Gaffney would be a better start this week if I had to pick one of their secondary wide receivers. I don't think it's a question. What was that? I think you absolutely should start Jabbar Gaffney. Well, there's there's another disagreement we have, but... uh, (laughs) Let's let's move on from the sake of time here. We want to make sure we get through all the games. Houston at Washington. What do you think here? I think Houston crushes Washington. I do not believe in the Donovan McNabb era. Um, that Washington defense absolutely... looked pretty impressive, though. I, I'm not impressed by them. I don't think they're going to stop this Houston team, quite frankly. Um, I think you absolutely start Matt Schaub. I think you absolutely start Andre Johnson. I would me obviously the the bell of the ball last week was running back Arian Foster, who everybody and their mother is going to start this week if you have him, and I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, I would not start tight end Owen Daniels. He it would only be if you started two tight ends that week, and most people don't do that. That's the only way I could see putting Owen Daniels in. Um, Is that because you don't think he's healthy enough to play or you don't like him? I I don't think he's healthy enough to be effective for fantasy football right now. Um, I may take a flyer on Jacoby Jones or Kevin Walter in a deeper league. If you have one, I would start them this week. I would start their kicker and... Probably not their defense just because I think there are numerous better options, but... There are definitely worse ones. They're pretty middle of the pack. So that's up to you. I think that this game is going to be a lot closer than you do. I like Washington's defense a lot more than you do. I don't think that Dallas's performance last week was all Wade Phillips' fault or all Tony Romo's fault. I think part of that is attributable no, to the fact. I I think Washington's defense is better than you give them credit for, and I think Houston's going to have a hard time scoring more than 24 points in this game. And I actually have the same kind of questions about starting Arian Foster this week as I did about Chris Johnson before, but we probably disagree on that. So as for Washington, I'm... 
I'm starting Donovan McNabb. I know he's probable with the ankle still, but I, I think he'll do fine. I'm not impressed by Houston's defense. If Clinton Portis, he's probable with his wrist injury and, you know, he's made some insensitive remarks this week, but hopefully that won't affect his fantasy value. I would start him. I start wide receiver Santana Moss and I start tight end Chris Cooley. I'm not starting, uh, Larry Johnson, even in a deeper league. The defense, I'm going to shy away from, even though I'm high on them. I'm going to shy away from them just because I think there is the possibility that they do, as you suggest, Jen, and blow them out, although I don't think that's likely. And I'm staying away from Graham Gano, the kicker, too. But one guy I also find kind of interesting on Washington is Anthony Armstrong. He's another one that he only had one catch last week, but it definitely seems that he's overtaking Joey Galloway, not that there's much to overtake there other than a fossil at this point. But I think he's he's going to be somebody that might even be worth starting down the road. But here this week, I think only in a deeper league do you consider starting him if, if, all, if you're desperate. But So, anyway, that's my take all on right. this game. Let's, uh, let's move on to New okay. England and the Jets. New England and the Jets. So, it's, what it's do you think for this? The last couple of years, so I think it will be interesting to watch, although I think New England is clearly going to win this game. Uh, by how much? Are that good? Uh, by uh, maybe two touchdowns. Let's get crazy. That's about what I think too. No, no, no. I agree. All right. Well, that is shocking, but I'll go with it. <laughs> so where, where's the uh, fantasy value in New England this week? Obviously, you always start Tom Brady. Yes, you start Wes Welker, even though he's some kind of human miracle. Kenny Main led us to believe he sold his soul to the devil. That's what he did. It's okay by me if I get fantasy points for it. Start Randy Moss. Um, I would not start the tight end, Gronkowski. Uh, yes, on Fred Taylor, but I wouldn't hang your hat on him. Yes to the kicker. Yes to the defense, just because I don't think the Jets are going to score a ton on them. So you're considering Gronkowski, Gronkowski the tight end, then? You, you think the Algie Crumpler's out of the picture, then? Uh, yes. Okay. I would not start. I'm not starting any tight end in New England this week. Well, I, I, it's probably good advice most weeks, if not all weeks. But what, what do you say, Brandon Tate? He impressed me with his returns this past week, and he even caught three or four balls too. I'm just wondering if maybe it, it would have to depend on what your league scoring is for whether or not he's going to be of value. But he's somebody I could see becoming coming into their wide receiver rotation is more and more playing a bigger role in their wide receiver rotation as the year okay. goes on. You don't I, see maybe that? He does, but I don't think he's gonna come this week. No, maybe not this week. But he's somebody that if he's still out there on your waiver wire and you, you know, have some kind of mediocre wide receiver and you want to replace him with somebody with high upside, you know, he's another guy to me, you know, kind of like Anthony Armstrong, that I think we'll be talking a lot more about as the season goes on. So we can't so, talk more about him now because we are running out of time. Okay. So, so, what do you think about so I agree with you about the outcome of the game for the Jets. Uh, I, I'll give Sean Green a pass on last week. I'll start him and I'll start Dustin Keller. That's it. Quarterback Mark Sanchez, no. Wide receivers Braylon Edwards and Jerry Cotchery, no. No to the defense, no to kicker Nick Folk, and maybe to uh, 
running back with Damian Tomlinson and no to uh, Rex Ryan if you're if you have a fantasy coach position in your fantasy league then. So let's move on, on to yeah. Jacksonville at San Diego. What's what's your take on this one? Um, I would say if you have a two quarterback lead, you can start David Garrard. We actually had somebody ask us earlier today. Uh, whether they should start Joe Flacco or David Garrard, and uh, my advice was to go with Flacco. It's a better matchup, but uh, Garrard will yeah, only in a two-quarterback league. But wide receiver Mike Thomas could be a good flex player. It's got to be a deep league. Um, I, I'm inclined to not start Mike Sims Walker unless you know you really need to. Yes to Maurice Jones Jew. Yes to tight end Mercedes Lewis. I really liked how what he had to offer last week. Yes to the kicker and go to the defense. San Diego is probably winning this game. Yeah, the only thing I would disagree with you about is Sims Walker. I would attribute his poor showing or actually his no showing last week to Champ Bailey with Denver. I think this week he'll start to get it going again against uh, San Diego's yeah. secondary. But And as far as the game, I don't think it's going to be close. I think San Diego is going to win this in a blowout. I mean, they had twice as many yards on offense as the Chiefs did, so I think the Chiefs were rather fortunate to win that game. I see a final score, something on the order of 41-17. Start uh, Philip Rivers, start Ryan Matthews, start Malcolm Floyd, start Antonio Gates, start the defense, start Nate Kading, and start the water boy. The only per- people you don't start from San Diego, I'm, I'm on the fence about Darren Sproles and Legadu Nane, maybe on them if you're in a deeper league and need some somebody, but uh, yeah, not so impressed by them. Shall we move on? Yep. Let's look at the Giants at Indianapolis. Manning on I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. What do you think? Uh, I think it'll be a good game. I don't know if it'll be the best one. I don't I don't think it's going to be as competitive. I just I think Indianapolis is going to win by at least 10 points. Oh. Huh. Sorry. Okay. No, you love your Giants. <laughs> no, that's okay. We're not here to love the Giants. We're here to give good, usable I advice. I would only start Eli in a two-quarterback league. Yes, start Hakeem Nix. Yes, start Steve Smith. I would even start Mario Manningham. Uh, yes to Ahmad Bradshaw. I I like my Brandon Jacobs as a flex player. He put up yes. some points last week, even though he's not the starter. No to tight ends. Yes to kickers. And... Me, I, I'd still go yes for the defense, I think. The only one, I, I don't think I'm starting their defense just because I think Indianapolis is going to put up a ton of points on them. And the only uh, cautionary note is that Hakeem Nix, his ankle was bothering him the last few days, so I would definitely check back as we get closer to the weekend to see. I, I know the three touchdowns, that's hard to leave on the bench, but you know, if he's got a bum ankle, he's, he's not going to be doing that against Indianapolis. I see this about, is... Uh, Indy? Pardon? What do you think about Indy? Who are you starting? Indy, I, I think they win the game uh, seeing a score something like 31-27. I'm starting Peyton Manning. I'm starting uh, Joseph Adai. Starting Reggie Wayne, I'm starting uh, Dallas Clark, and I'm starting Adam Vinatieri, the kicker. I'm on the fence about uh, Donald Brown and wide receivers Pierre Garçon and Austin Colley. Don't uh, write Garçon off just yet, even though Colley was the one that had the impressive week last week. And I'm saying do not start the defense just because I think this game is going to be a shootout. Mm, I'm done. Interesting. All right, let's look All right, at our last game. Our last game of the week is the New Orleans Saints at the totally underwhelming San Francisco 49ers. What's, what's your take on the game and on New Orleans? 
think New Orleans is going to win by at least two touchdowns, but I don't think San Francisco is as bad as everybody else thinks they are. But I obviously you start Drew Brees, you start Marquise Colston. I would not start Devery Henderson just because he's getting less reps in practice. Uh, instead, go with Robert Meacham. Yes, to running back Pierre Thomas. I would only start Jeremy Shockey in, if you're in a very deep league. Otherwise, I'm not a huge fan of him. Yes to the kicker. Yes to the defense. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than um, than you think and than most people think. I was not impressed by um, New Orleans' offense last week. Yes, I know the Vikings have a good defense, but in spite of what they showed against Seattle, I think San Francisco still has a, a decent defense, too. Maybe not as good as Minnesota's. I see the final score something on the order of 24-21 New Orleans, but I think they'll still win. For San Francisco, I'm definitely starting running back Frank Gore. I'm starting wide receiver Michael Crabtree and tight end Vernon Davis. I'm not starting running back Brian Westbrook. Uh, Ted Ginn is questionable with a knee injury. Even if he is playing, I'm not starting him. I'm not starting the defense, and I'm not starting kicker Joe Nedney. I'm on the sense about quarterback Alex Smith. If you're in a deeper uh, two-quarterback league, yes. And wide receiver Josh Morgan also was a little looked a little better um, than I thought he might uh, last week. I think he caught four or five balls. So, again, he's somebody that I'm starting only in a deeper league. So that's my take on that game. All right. Well, I guess we're going to see how this whole thing plays out. Um, we've, we're just about out of time here, so I just want to say that thank you to everybody who's involved in both of our Fourth and Inches Fantasy Football Leagues. Uh, week one went really great for the first one. Uh, the second league scoring starts this weekend, so we'll see if I can beat Scott in two leagues. Because right now, I am kicking your butt in the first. But kicking my butt? You have more points, <laughs> but we both have a 1-0 record. That's all that matters. We're both in the middle of the pack, but clearly we're going to rise. <laughs> um, for looking to next week's show, uh, we're going to, again, bring you key injuries from the week. Hopefully there aren't too many, and we're going to take a look at all of week three, what they have to offer us and probably argue some more because that's what we do here. <laughs> we never um, argue. Don't say that. We don't never. argue. We'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, as we are every week, we'll be here all year. Also, you can contact us during the week uh, via email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. You can also talk to us on Twitter at the same handle. It's the number four, THN Inches Show. And you can visit FantasyFootballSherpa.com to read our different blog posts, get all kinds of analysis, up-to-the-minute fantasy football, breaking news, injuries, if you could find it there. Um, and you can read the Sherpa's got some crazy football musings that are a lot of fun over at the Huffington Post, so you can check that out, too. And uh, anything else you want to add, Scott? Can people contact us uh, via the um, chat room during the week? Nope. It's only open Okay. Right, so don't even try it. So, all right, thanks for 
listening, and again, tell your friends about us. We're trying to grow our audience, so obviously any help you can give us in that regard would be much appreciated. Send us your comments. Send us uh, any issues you want us to bring up, and check us out on Twitter and everything else. Enjoy week two, and have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening, guys.